started to write. Takes me a while to connect. <laughs> it is time to release the sound of heaven. It is time. No longer are we looking up, for we are seated in heavenly places, and from that place we look and see the things from heaven's perspective. For the Lord is saying that it is from this place he sees the beginning from the end. Release the sound of heaven, for it is I who commands the wind and releases the rain. I hear the sound, the sound of heaven, and many voices of heaven being released as the Lord commands his angels. His warring angels are being released. I hear the sound of heaven as the instruments are being sounded and the warring angels are being released. I have heard the cry of my people. My people who have sought me, says the Lord, who have petitioned me with surrendered hearts, seeking my face. They have caught my attention and my heart and they have caught my vision and heart for this nation. No longer will Jezebel witchcraft or any other demon play games with my people and my plans hear the sound of heaven for it is a sound of a mighty army being released look out if your heart is not of unity and is sowing destruction for i the lord will deal with these ones who would sow discord amongst my people hear the sound of heaven for a mighty army is being released it is the sound of a mighty army Come to see my plans being released. For I have watched and seen and heard my people, and there are those who bring me great joy as they continually try to mend the breach and pray for one another. But there are those who sow discord and dishonour. Woe unto, unto them, for my heart is troubled. Look around you, hear the sound, for a mighty army has gathered to see the plans I have purposed long ago come into the fullness and no weapon will prosper. I am sending forth my army to stand guard around all that has been planted. As I spoke long ago before you were born, I preordained this to be. I seek those with yielded hearts who long to see my face and yearn for my presence. Those who know that I will come into their midst of those in one accord, one heart, who carry my love, who seek after me and my and me alone and willing to lay down their lives for me. I am seeking those who empty themselves for me and seek me with all their heart. I am seeking those who have a heart for the lost and who have a heart to see my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. For it is these ones who have been tested and tried and yet still seek me and yield to me and say, More, Lord. They are not seeking after their own things or their own ways, but they seek me day and night, crying on their knees before me, seeking my heart and love and presence. I hear you. Now hear the sound of heaven, for my mighty army is being released and will go before me. I hear you. Now hear the sound of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Lord. So from this, I've actually taken some highlights that really um, I feel uh, is it, it, that the Lord is saying about us. Um, it, he says, you know, we are seated in heavenly places, that we, we uh, see things from heaven's perspective 
sought me with surrendered hearts, seek my face, yielded hearts who long to see my face and yearn for my presence in one accord and one heart, who carry my love, who seek after me and lay down their lives for me, those who empty themselves for me and seek me with all their heart, a heart for the lost and a heart to see my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And, and you might not feel like that. You might think, you know, that's not, that's not how I feel. But, you know, God speaks those things that, don't, that aren't. You know, like with Gideon, you know, the angel said to, to, to Gideon, um, he was hiding in the, in the wine press and, he, and uh, the Lord said, you know, you are a mighty man of valour. You know, so this is what the Lord is saying. And maybe you're feeling like, you know, that is just not me. I'm struggling to get through each day. I'm struggling with some stuff and I'm really feeling very dry. I'm feeling very burnt out. And, um, you know, I think this is a word that I just want to encourage you with. Um, And I pray that at the end of this message that you will feel encouraged um, to, to do this journey to be fire carriers for Jesus and to pursue him. Timothy in the Bible was struggling. He was struggling with his ministry. He was, he, he was really struggling because his father in the faith, Apostle Paul, was imprisoned and was about to be executed. And yet um, Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy he, he called him his son. He wrote to him an encouraging letter in the first and second Timothy. He, he encouraged Timothy in second Timothy 1.6. He said, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Shortly after this letter was, um, was sent, um, Apostle Paul was executed. In Romans 12:11 in the Passion Translation I really love this this verse it says be enthusiastic to serve the Lord keeping your passion towards him boiling hot radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him I love it passion radiate boiling hot glow excitement I want that who wants that? Who wants to be glowing red hot for Jesus? Just, uh, just excitement for Jesus. So, you know, some of us might feel like the embers are, are, are really low or have even died out. You might be feeling really dry. So how do we fan into flame? Some translations say stir up, and that's from two Greek words that actually means repeat an earlier action and take action. So basically do whatever you you can to become fire carriers for Jesus. So the precious gift of God is in us, you know, in our spirit. And this is what we need to fan into flame. My word for 2023, so at the beginning of every year, I ask the Lord for a word for the year. And intentional was the word for this year for me. And we need to be intentional so that we do not allow the embers to die down. And so um, I just want to tell a little story. In South Australia, we used to have a, a fire, a, a heater, and it had um, it was a wood-burning fire, and the, 
the door was in the kitchen and then there was an opening into the lounge room so you could um, put the logs in, in through the kitchen door uh, like the little glass door of the heater and and then through the little vents it would the warm air would flow into the lounge room at night time what we did was we would shut the the vent from the um, lounge room side we would put in a huge log inside the heater and then we would shut the flute at the at the uh, kitchen side really really low so in the morning when we woke up the kitchen was really lovely and warm and we would just open up the flute and the oxygen would go into the fire and it would go whoosh <laughs> that's what we need whoosh of the holy spirit yes amen the breath of the holy spirit you know um it didn't need a, a, another match. We didn't need to use another match to light the fire. The embers were already were there. It was already a light. And that's the same with us. You know, you might be feeling really dry. You might have gone through a really hard time and you think, you know, I'm thinking there's only charcoal left. But, you know, um, you don't need to be saved again. <laughs> you just need to know how to, you know, uh, fan those flames again. So... One of the so what are the logs that you put into this fire? What are, what are the logs that we can fan into flame this fire? So one of the word, one of the logs is uh, Word of God, the Bible. In Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine it says, "Is not my word like fire?" declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the, the rock to pieces. Do you know the Word of God can the truth of God can really penetrate? The heart, the hard hearts, it, the truth of God can really um, uh, melt the, the stoniest of hearts. Also, the word of God guides us. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Another verse says, I've chosen to obey your truth and walk in the splendor light of all that you teach me. That is intentional. I choose. In Matthew 4, it uh, tells us um, about when uh, Jesus went into the wilderness and Satan came to tempt him in the wilderness. Jesus didn't say, I think you're wrong, I'm right, you're dead. I'm <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, it is written. And that's what we need to know. We need to know what is written in the word of God that disarms the, the words and the lies of the enemy. Um, not long ago, oh no, it was a very long time ago, I went through a phase um, of depression and um, for those who have, go who have been through depression or who are going through depression will understand this, that it was very hard to read the Word of God. It just didn't, you know, I just couldn't even focus on the words that were written. But the Lord said to me, he said, I want you to take this. And it was, uh, it's a little, um, uh, it's about 30 scriptures here. It says, who I am in Christ. And some of the scriptures are not fully written out. It's just the highlights of it. And the Lord said to me, I want you to take this three times a day like medicine. So breakfast, I would read. I am a child of God. I am Christ's friend. 
I have been justified. It goes on. I'm the salt and the light of the earth. I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So by the third day, I began to see a light at the end of the tunnel. And then I continued another seven days. I was out of that tunnel into the bright light. I was able to sit uh, and read the full scriptures then. And just, it was so amazing, the power of the word of God. So the next log that, that I want to have a look at is prayer. Prayer releases the supernatural. It opens up the supernatural into our lives. Colossians 4.2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer and being watchful and thankful. Jesus didn't teach his disciples how to preach. He taught them how to pray. Um, his example was to um, go up the mountain, to spend time with the Father. That was his example. Leonard Ravenhill, a prophetic evangelist um, that I've been listening to recently, man, he is very powerful. If you want to really <laughs> get yourself uh, <laughs> shaken up. Um, and he said, <laughs> hey, stirred up, that's the word. Um, he said, a man is intimate with God. A man who is intimate with God is not intimidated by man. No man is greater than his prayer life. The pastor who is not praying is playing and the people who are not praying are straying. God does not want partnership with us but ownership of us. And so that is what we're here for, to be totally surrendered to Jesus. We've, we've already been singing it, we've, different ones have spoken it, to be totally surrendered to Jesus that he owns us. Psalm 16 says, You, Lord, are all I have and you give me all I need and my future is in your hands. It is in the secret place, a place that you go to, to be with Jesus, to talk and wait on him. There's just times where you just sit and wait on Jesus. And it's in those times as you develop more and more that relationship, you begin to have downloads. Things drop into your spirit. I had um, a, a years ago, we were um, uh, looking at um, selling um, our place, wondering whether to sell or not to sell. And I was sitting with the Lord just praying and the Lord just dropped in that we would be moving from Jinjin to Bundaberg, just like that. And I just said, Lord, you're going to have to tell Trev because he's a farmer's, farmer boy and there's no way we would be moving into Bundaberg. But within a few, about five, ten minutes later, he came downstairs and he said, May, I've just had this idea. <laughs> Drop into my spirit. <laughs> We're moving to Bundaberg. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Another time I was just um, um, praying with some people and um, and in my spirit, uh, just dropped into my spirit that um, I would be going to visit this particular town. And so I never told anyone except Trev 
And lo and behold, it was organised by someone totally different. So it was like God just, you know, he just wanted to let me know that this is what was happening. And this is how God's, you know, will do that. He will just drop things into your spirit. And I'm sure you have so many testimonies here amongst us of, of situations like that where God just drops something into your spirit and you just wait and lo and behold, it just opens up. Another way of prayer is praying in tongues, the heavenly language. One who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but God. And Jude 1.20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So we've used, we, we use the logs of um, the word of God and prayer. The next log to fan into flames is worship. Worship in the Greek describes one who falls on his face to adore and to blow kisses to God. Yes, woo, sure. Worship opens a channel, a conduit for God's presence. It's not just us singing words. This is about a relationship, going deeper with with Jesus. Praise and worship, focusing on the creator of all, King of kings and Lord of lords. We worship you. We adore you. We love you. We can either soak, which is sitting or um, kneeling or laying down in his holy presence with worship going around you, focusing on Jesus, focusing on the words, or we can uh, fill our lungs with oxygen and just allow his presence and worship out loud. And we create an atmosphere. We create an atmosphere with our worship. It says um, in, in Psalms 22, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. God is enthroned in the praises of his people. And um, heaven is filled with worship. We're going to be worshipping and worshipping and worshipping forever. Worshipping and praying out loud also helps to um, bypass your thinking. You know, when you're praying just quietly, sometimes it can just, you get sidetracked. But when you're praying out loud, I pray in the car, I pray when I'm walking, you know, I'm singing, I'm worshipping, I'm whatever it is, you know, like it's you can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. <laughs> and you know what, when you do it out loud, you're bypassing your mind and your thinking. And you're building an atmosphere. You're building you know, you're at the atmosphere around you as well. Well-known healing evangelist Catherine Kuhlman in her meetings waited until the worship became so thick with God's presence and then she would step into the platform and healings, deliverances, miracles, salvations broke out. Rick Renner, a well-known Christian author, says he gets his inspirations for the books he writes as he worships. God downloads as he worships God. You can worship, as I said, anywhere. 
Friday night prayer encompasses the word, the worship and prayer. It's a powerful night of coming together in one accord. We're in one accord as we praising. There are times we end up on the, on, on the floor, on our faces before the Lord. It's just a powerful presence of God comes as we worship together. Another log to help fan into flames is spending time with those who help to stir you up. We need people around us that will stir us up to, 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 to fan into flames, not people who, who are negative, who drain you, who try to blow out the embers, who try to blow out the fan, the, the flames. You want people around you who will stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, and, you know, stir you into prayer, stir you into worship, stir you to seek the, the Lord. It says in Hebrews 10, draw us near to God. Let's motivate one another. Let's stir one another up to love and good works. Let's meet together. Let's encourage one another. Woo! <laughs> one of the things that people do, and it's already been mentioned, when things get tough, they isolate. Isolate from each other and isolate from God. And Adam did it right at the beginning in the in the Garden of Eden. He went and hid from God when things went a bit pear-shaped for him. Um, that's like taking an ember from the fire and putting it away, 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 and just let it die out. It becomes just coal. We need to bring that ember back and put it there in the fire. We need people who will hold up our hands when we're going through stuff, who will pray with us, who will stand with us. Fire begets fire. I love that. Fire begets fire. You've got a fire, you've got a light, and you can light something else. You know, and that is what we do with one another when we are uh, on fire for God. We encourage one another. It's a Holy Ghost fire that burns the dross away. Whew, yes. Read Acts. And everywhere the disciples went, the Holy Spirit moved. They were ablaze for Jesus. They were contagious. So there was miracles. There were salvations were happening. They were ablaze for Jesus. They were totally surrendered to Jesus. So the logs to fan the flames is prayer the Word of God, worship and fellowship. And it's all about relationship, relationship with Jesus and relationship with each other. It's all about relationship. And these logs are not about duty and ticking off a box. You know, I've done it today. I've done my prayer today. I've done my Bible study today. This is about finding out, you know, spending time with the Lord. We are seeking his heart. We're seeking his love. We're seeking his presence. And we want to be the, the carriers of fire for Jesus. We want to be the carriers of fire for you, Jesus. That, Lord, we will be so on fire for you that people will come running to, to say, we want to, I remember listening to, um, 
uh, Wigglesworth said, you know, people came to see him burn. I think it was him. You know, people came to see him burn. You know, we want to be people who are on fire for God and they come, they're drawn to you. They want what you've got. There is something special about what you have and that is Jesus. We have the answer to a hopeless world. We have the answer. We are carriers of fire. So I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that you stir us up, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that we become so stirred up for you, Jesus, that, Lord, we seek you. We seek you in every way, in every part of our lives, Lord God. No part is unbidden from you. You are allowed into every area of my life, Lord Jesus, that you will come and you will use us. You will use us. You will use us, Father God. And Lord, I thank you for divine appointments for, for people, Father God, each and every one, that Jesus out of their mouths, Father God, your love and your fire, Lord Jesus, Lord, will, will just reach out to other people, Father God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your hand upon this church, Father God. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for your amazing love. Lord, you care so much about your people in Australia. I thank you, Father God, that you've prophesied over this nation, over this nation that we will, Lord, that the Holy Spirit, this will be a nation of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for more of this, that, look, we will be people that will say more, Lord, more, Lord. Have your way in us, Lord Jesus all through Australia, Lord, all your Christians, all your people, Lord Jesus, will begin to cry out to you, Jesus, to lift their hands and say, we surrender to you, Lord God. We surrender to you, Jesus. You have your way. Use us. Use us. If you want a copy of the prophetic word that May started with, let us know. We'll get some words. We'll get some copies out. Let's start it with, hear the sound of heaven. Where's it? Yeah, here comes. Hear the sound of heaven. What is the sound of heaven? Sense this morning for some of you in the spirit that you need to hear the sound of heaven. Because you don't see yourselves the way that God sees you. You need to hear the sound of hope. The sound of joy. You need to hear the sound of his love. His love that never fails, it never gives up. It always keeps going, keeps pursuing. I think about David, he said, I would have lost heart except for this. I am confident that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. David was real. When he psalms, he said, why are you downcast, O my soul? David was in, was in a battle right there in that moment. Why are you downcast, O my soul? And you know what his answer was? Put your hope in God. He spoke to himself in the midst of it and he said, put your hope in God. And sometimes we need to speak to ourselves. It's not insanity to speak to yourself. 
because you're, uh, you are reminding yourself about who God is and what he said and what he will do. And that is so true, that picture of the ember being taken out or the coal being taken out. That is the quickest way to lose the passion, to lose the fire. So today we sing a 